Happy New Year, Marie. Happy New Year, Jodie. How's it going? Oh, it's so cold. How's it going for you? Yes, same. Absolutely freezing. Yep. Did you know that 2023 is both a multiple of seven and the sum of its digits is in fact seven? No, Jodie, I didn't know that, surprisingly enough. Oh. I do know that January has 256 days, though. Wait, what? <laughs> well, you see, January is the longest month of the year, isn't it? Christmas is over, mm. you've got no money, and it just seems to go on and on and on. <sighs> yeah, it does. <laughs> It's your own time you're wasting. Ramblings from Beyond the Classroom with Marie and Jodie. So, today's episode is called You Don't Have to Be Mad to Work Here. Now, that's one of those super, super helpful things that people say. But obviously, you're not mad if you've got mental health issues. It's a massive problem and it massively trivialises it, doesn't it, Marie? It certainly does, yes. And we don't intend to do that at all. We've just picked a phrase that we're very used to hearing. And it's a phrase that just has so many problems. And we should say before we properly get into this podcast, it's a tough one. And we are not trained mental health specialists. So if any of this hits home or you feel you need someone to talk to, please, please do reach out to someone like a GP who can help you. Absolutely, yes. We're all just talking from our own experience Mm. and sharing a bit of what we know about mental health in schools. But, But like Chody says, we are not experts. friend of mine followed the great advice of going to the GP and uh, spoke to the GP and the GP was incredibly helpful but they asked if a student GP could join in the conversation and follow Mm. the person's case and I asked my sister about it and she said it's because it was really important for trainee GPs to learn about stressed teachers and because they're going to see it a lot I should add that I do have permission from my friend to share this story um we are going to talk about a lot of personal stories here. We have permission mm-hmm. from everyone involved to talk about them. Um, but isn't that so sad that that mm. it's so important for them to know because they're just going to see it all the time? Yeah, because it's so prevalent. Mm. Yeah. I, I I remember when my, my dad once went to the doctors. He was a, well, he was a lecturer. Yeah. He went to the doctors because he, he thought he had diabetes because he was thirsty all the time. And the doctor laughed at him and said, no, it's stress. Yeah. I see it all the time. And even talking um, about this, my mouth is going dry because it's yeah, just... Yes, same. Yeah. Same. It's, because it's, it's quite triggering, area. isn't it? Yeah, it is. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like I know what the answer is, but do you know anyone who's suffered from mental health issues in a classroom? I do, Jodie. Um, I did, for a start. Mm. I mean, I always had mental health difficulties anyway, just to caveat that. Yes. Why I thought I could go into teaching, now I think about it, is like beyond me. I mm. don't know why I thought I could do that. Um, but yes, the 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 teaching eventually ended up in me having a complete breakdown and I had to leave teaching temporarily um, to, you know, to get myself back together. Likewise, I suffered, and I don't really want to get into all the details because it is uh, still quite raw for me, but Mm. I really suffered. And actually, I think when I start to think about it, I actually 
don't know that many people who haven't suffered mental health issues mm. as a consequence in the classroom. And those that I do, they're few and far between. Um, it's just such a breeding ground, breeding ground, isn't it? It is a breeding ground, and I'm not really sure exactly why that is. Um, perhaps it's the combination of the people who are teachers have a vocation mm. and they're very passionate about what they do, and then there's that conflict of not being able to get through everything or not being able to do things to the standard that you think they should be done. Yes. Because there just isn't time. Um, so I think that conflict may have a bearing on mental health. Um, and obviously you've got the, the scrutiny regime, which, it, it, you know, yeah. it's really difficult to work under that. I mean, I've heard some horror stories of um, people having their books checked weekly oh. to make sure they're marked. That never happened to me, I must say that. Um, but just things like that, I think you're under constant pressure. It never, ever stops, does it? You can't go home at night and go, well, that's it, I'm finished, ever. Exactly. There's always more work to do. Yeah. And I think it's not just the teachers. You know, we're talking about teachers, and obviously we are teachers. We could talk about that from experience. But there's also the element of the students as well. Like, yeah. And, I mean, I left school 12 years ago, but the pressure that I felt at school from the teachers and the kind of inadequacy that I felt everybody in this environment has got so mm. much pressure on them mm. I I am a, a strong believer in if you can have your staff feeling psychologically safe relaxed and happy doing their job that will automatically transfer onto mm. the pupils and it will make their lives so much easier So what, what Jodie, as a teacher, were the things you did to try and protect your mental health? I set myself really clear boundaries. Mm. And full disclosure, they weren't very healthy boundaries. So, for example, I would never work on a Saturday. Saturday was my day off. Yeah. Now, that's not very healthy because it meant that I worked Sunday. Yeah. Um, I would either stay late on a Friday to finish my work and not yeah. work Sunday, or I'd work Sunday to prepare for the start of the week. That was my trade-off. So normally I'd leave early on a Friday. As soon as the bell went, I'd be out the door because I liked having that early finish. Yeah. Um, I tried to only bring work home that I could do in front of the TV. Yeah. Um which normally meant planning for me because marking needed my full attention. Sometimes mm. I broke that by taking home like marking exams and stuff. Mm. Mm. Um, that was kind of the main things for me. The other thing mm. that I kind of did is I stopped drinking when I was a teacher because yeah. I found that that had a massive effect on my mental health. Mm. And, you know, I'd enjoy going out and getting drunk with my friends and having a party. And I, you know, I don't want to imply that I had a drinking problem at all. Mm but I couldn't cope with the impact that it had on me. And I always felt if I had a big weekend, that would make me feel much worse the following week, even if I wasn't yeah. hungover. So not completely, but I massively cut down on my drinking and would only save mm. it for, for special occasions. Um, yeah, so you had to make sure you yeah. were in tip-top condition for the week ahead. And I ate a lot of chocolate. That was my main yeah. thing. Yeah, what about it. you, Marie? 
Well, I was the same. I set boundaries, but my boundaries were a little bit firmer than yours. Um, I decided I wasn't going to work at weekends mm-hmm. at all, especially once I'd had children. Yeah. Um, so I didn't mind working a long day during mm-hmm. the week. And I would do the same as you. I would stay behind on a Friday and make sure everything was ready for Monday. Um, So that meant, though, that during the week, I was up every night till half past midnight um, because I was doing a bit of work. I was cooking, looking after children, etc. And then I was getting up at half past five to go into school and do it all again. Mm. Um, And now I look back on that and think, how on earth did I sustain that for as long as I did? Yeah. And it is just... It's not just the long hours because I do long hours now. So I work full time. I also have a podcast and I also tutor for six yeah. hours a week. Yeah. But I enjoy it because I finish my job and I'm done. I don't think about my job yeah. when I'm not at work. I love doing everything that I've done and I, I don't really think about tutoring except for when I'm tutoring. Sometimes yeah. I'll come across something during the day and I'm like, oh, that'll work really well for so and so. I'm not staying up at night worrying about it at all. No, no. And that's the difference. It's not actually the number of hours because probably comparably I'm doing similar, Mm. but I'm only doing my hours. I'm not then losing sleep about it. Yeah, that actually, funnily enough, Mm. there was a recent um, survey on mental health in teachers and mental health had got worse after the pandemic Mm. was one of the findings and the other finding was that I think it was 70% of teachers reported having had a sleepless night worrying about something to do with work absolutely and And sleep is so important and it was the being ill as well so I was off work ill last week and I took four days off I came back and I had about 30 emails to sift through but other Mm. than that it was exactly how I'd left it. You know, a yeah. couple of things had had to be moved around. A couple of meetings were cancelled. But that's about it. But yeah. the there wasn't anything for me to kind of pick up on. There was no consequence of the fact that I'd been ill. Whereas when you used to come back from even one day off at teaching, you'd have this kind of almost passive, not intentionally passive aggressive, but a passive aggressive pile of cover yeah, work on your desk to do. Yeah. that you had to sift through which leads us to one of our first anecdotes so we're asking you to email into our uh, mailbag if you'd like to comment on anything we're talking about so we've got some lovely anecdotes to pass uh, to talk about today so marie would you like to read this first one out or do you like i will i'll read this one okay so this says during my last year of teaching i was signed off work by a doctor because of stress My mental health was very low and one of the things that contributed to it all was the knowledge that my colleagues were also suffering and by being off work I was contributing to their stress too. The guilt was awful. Mental health in teaching feels a bit like a house of cards. As soon as one person goes down the rest are affected too. Which is a really good point. It really hits home. Yeah. There's there's no escaping that guilt. No. Of, of when you are off, when you can't take it anymore and you are off sick um, and all your colleagues you know they will mm-hmm. rally round and they will they will help as much as they can but you can't help but think you've just added more pressure to their work day and I still feel the guilt from a job that I left multiple years ago you know because you know 
how hard it is for everyone and everyone is yeah. living on the edge and if you break everyone else might yeah and it's just right. and I it's just not how jobs should be it's not yeah. how your life should be and there aren't that many jobs that are like this mm. and I think yeah I, think, I mean I think there are jobs where there is stress oh, inbuilt yeah. like if you are in the army oh, yeah. if you're a paramedic you know that kind of job mm. but I read an interesting article the other day that was basically saying, since when did we accept that teaching will damage your mental health? Yes. Why, why are we just accepting that? Because it doesn't have to be like that. It could be different. And the friends that I have that are the most understanding of it are nurses because they have yeah. that same... But the difference is they're saving lives and we're That's right. teaching maths. You know, it doesn't yes. take a genius to it work out which yeah, of those is more important. Exactly. It doesn't yeah. equate, does it? Like you would expect those jobs to have a certain level of stress with them, um, but teaching doesn't have to have this this level of um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like you're on on the edge of a cliff all the time. There's no need for it. There isn't. Well, here we are again. A new year and a new series. Yep, and I have a good feeling about 2023. Are you the kind of person that makes New Year resolutions? Oh, always. Uh, But what I do do is I celebrate lots of different New Year's throughout the year. So I get to Chinese New Year, realise I've not kept my resolutions, so I remake them. Ooh, I like that. Yes. So that's that's the key, Jodie. Celebrate the New Year throughout the year. Yeah, that seems like the idea. Yeah, I did like every year thing. I'm going to eat really, really well, you know, no crisps, no chocolate. Sounds miserable. Yeah, but I think we should do an episode on it actually. Ooh, chocolate. Can we get Penny to send us some? Well, that's a great idea, Jodie. Except my stuff doesn't arrive, does it? If you remember. <laughs> no, but we should do an episode on the teacher diet. Indeed, like what you end up eating when you're in a rush and what we should actually be eating. Should we get people to write in about it? I think so, yeah. So if you've any ideas, stories, tips about how to eat well... Or not so well. <laughs> as a teacher, we'd love to hear them. Our email address is beyondmailbag at twinkle.co.uk and your email can be anonymised if you want us to. And don't forget, as ever, we don't spell twinkle correctly. There's no E on the end. English teachers, eh? <laughs> Right, we have got an amazing guest today. Uh, I absolutely love this person to pieces. She's such a good laugh. And uh, we once played a board game where she tried to kill me. And I love her anyway. She did lie about it. And I've still not forgiven her. Uh, This is Sadie. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hello. Thank you for that introduction. I'd actually forgotten about that. uh, that But obviously you hadn't, Sadie. I'll never forget. (laughs) Your memory. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, no, so I, um, my name's Sadie. I, um, my subject is uh, Relationships and Sex Education, or RSE. And so um, I've worked at Beyond for almost two years, um, yeah, writing RSE resources, um, and also, uh, yeah, I teach it as well. Um, and on the side of that, I've, um, I've worked at, so I volunteer, actually, at um, one of the branches of MIND, which is a mental health charity. So um, I'm very much kind of, yeah, into talking about this and discussing this particular topic. And I think 
that is one of the best things you can do for your mental health is talk about it you know it's the best thing you can do because you find other people who are going through similar stuff and that's at least you're kind of miserable together yeah you you're never on your own no you might feel on your own with mental health Mm. difficulties but you're actually not um so sadie do you think schools are a natural breeding ground for mental health issues um yeah i mean i would say so i think it's really interesting what you've what you've already discussed about kind of uh certain workplaces being natural breeding grounds for mental health because yeah i absolutely think that there's a lot of kind of high pressure environments that you can work in yeah um can be really stressful but um it it doesn't feel like teaching should be in with like you said doctors paramedics uh or even you know when you think about like really high pressure banking jobs Mm, or or kind of high managerial roles um especially when you consider kind of the pay differences between between the latter um and teaching but yeah I i think it absolutely is um and i think it's partly what you mentioned before about kind of the the passion that comes with it I don't think I think most teachers come come into it thinking oh you know it's really important for me to to get the kids through these exams or yeah. get them kind of interested in the subject yeah. or kind of really make sure that um yeah I'm doing my job properly mm. and so that that kind of uh, I guess personal um expectation that you put on yourself combined with the expectation that actually a lot of the schools um, and the public and the parents and the students mm. are putting on teachers I think all that combined means that it is it's really easy for it to be um, a natural breeding ground for yeah a lot of um, difficulties around mental health and I thought yeah it was really interesting about um, you were saying kind of doctors being or being trained to kind of see the signs or maybe recognize that it's it's quite prominent in teachers but it almost feels like that's not really talked about elsewhere mm. I was quite surprised that that's you know accepted in the medical yeah. profession but it doesn't feel like we're you know in in teaching professions we're like oh yeah yeah that's that's completely yeah it's almost unspoken if that makes sense yeah it does make sense and sometimes there's a bit of this attitude of uh, you know if you can't stand the heat get out of the kitchen type yeah. of thing uh, which yeah, doesn't help anybody at all um yeah. but I think there is some of that still going on in schools you know, it's a hard job, get mm. on with it, that kind of thing. And I think... Yeah, absolutely. And Sorry, you go. I found kind of... I tended to be the youngest in the department. So I couldn't... I felt like I couldn't talk to the people who are much older than me because right. they had been in the career for so long that they probably didn't get it. And maybe that's completely wrong and I was completely unfair. But that is how I felt. And I tried to talk... You know, I couldn't find support in mm. other teachers. And people... In my last job, I remember someone saying, oh, you lasted longer than the last person. By this time, she was crying in the toilets. And I was like, right. I'm not a crier, but I can see why. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just, it's such an unhealthy... Well, yeah, I think as well. So, I mean, when you think about how much of the... Pop- like, we need a lot of a lot mm. of teachers in this country, a lot mm-hmm. of teachers in the world. You know, it has to be a lot of the population. So I think for it to be a profession that only fits what a very specific... And like personality yeah. type doesn't really yeah. make any sense it shouldn't be that only people who you know really can can take all of that they're the only people who can be in teaching um and also it doesn't mean that you know anyone who can't 
hack that is is weak it's yeah. just, I think that's probably a lot of us really can't take that kind of pressure and really our bodies shouldn't be able to take that kind of pressure a lot of the time what do you think oh. schools can do about it then kind of is it the school's responsibility is it government's responsibility is it the individual's responsibility um yeah no I think what's really interesting is that um obviously in this country and you know the rest of the world we need we need a lot of teachers yeah. um and I don't think you can expect all mm. all teachers to be that certain personality type that can really cope you know amazingly with that really really high level yeah. of pressure um nor do I think that anyone who can't cope with that level of pressure is is weak mm. or anything like that and I think um it, it, it's actually really normal to not be able to cope with it and a lot of the time absolutely. when we can't that's our body saying you know don't don't push yeah further. yeah um, absolutely yeah. yeah so what what do you think schools could do Sadie or is it up to schools to do things yeah I mean I think from a school point of view I think it's trying to respect I suppose those boundaries that I think mm. you guys were talking about earlier um I think I mean from a personal point of view I think the boundaries you were kind of talking about were really important and what it is really important for teachers to do as well is set boundaries that are realistic for them so you were kind of both describing how I know Jodie you were saying about um you know not working on a Saturday Marie you were going the other way and saying you know mm. trying not to work on weekends at all and I think actually it's it's a good idea to set boundaries that are actually achievable to your role mm. you know if you if you are in a role and you you know that actually if you don't work at this point then you might not get that work done and while ideally you don't want to have to work outside of those hours I think you have got to be realistic with yourself and and go okay well my role requires this and I don't actually mind doing this so I can kind of tweak those boundaries depending on what that is and you know some people won't want to work at all on weekends and some people will mm. prefer to work a little bit into the evenings and I think it's just figuring out what works best for you and I actually think schools need to be able to adapt to that I think that's really important yeah I remember at one of the schools I taught at they had a seven to seven rule so you weren't allowed to send emails after seven o'clock at night or before seven o'clock in the morning which on paper is a really really good theory mm. but it kind of had two impacts first of all people would send you an email at six o'clock at night and there's almost an expectation that you would read it. Yeah. So it kind of led to this 12-hour yeah. working. Mm. And then the other thing is, one of my colleagues there had a young child, so would leave school at 3 o'clock, go pick up the child from nursery, spend the early evening playing with her. Yeah. She'd go to bed at 8, and then she'd do her work, yeah. which yeah. worked for her in her situation because she got to spend time with her mm. kid. Absolutely, yeah. But then couldn't send any emails because of the 77 mm. rules. So... It was kind of almost, it had good intentions, but it was almost not yeah. fit for purpose and not flexible enough for the individuals. Yeah, I, I mean, I think what, what, you know, in that case, what might have been, I suppose, more useful mm. is maybe something like saying, you know, we don't want you to work outside of these hours, you know, because you're not contracted, contracted yeah. to. However, if these work better for you, then do that, but don't expect someone to reply. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. if you need to send an email outside of these working hours fine you know that that's what you're doing mm. but but don't necessarily expect someone to reply and I think that's I know um I'm, I definitely have that in our workplace at the moment of mm. yeah I might kind of wake up really early and go actually I'm just gonna start my work now because we're, we're kind of lucky enough to have that flexibility but I'm not gonna be online at you know six in the morning and and think that I'm gonna get pings back and people replying and yeah and exactly. be able to get you know certain things ticked off that I need other people's help with you know it's mm. not 
I don't expect it and I don't think that schools should necessarily um expect that or other teachers if you're kind of doing things at um different hours so yeah I think a lot of it in schools is culture isn't it and the culture is often Mm. set by SLT and they can very easily influence the feeling of when you should be working and when you shouldn't be working and I I just felt unless I had my head in a book or I was standing in front of a class I was thought of as lazy and not working yes and it's not understanding different people's priorities Mm. um we have a brilliant anecdote actually that I'd like to share so before I got pregnant I had been off for six months before that with stress from the workload and lack of support with people behavior once I had my baby I knew that my priorities had to change so I requested to go part-time hoping this would help to find a balance this just wasn't the case I found that I was expected at times to keep up with my full-time colleagues and whenever marking or planning was split across the department I was always expected to achieve the same the other part-time member of staff eventually went off with stress and and was replaced with a supply teacher who just didn't pull their weight. I ended up staying late on the days I was meant to finish early, and working till late at night doing the planning and marking of a full-time member of staff, my own work, and the work of the supply teacher. I raised it with my head of department, who told me that everyone else was going above and beyond. During COVID, I saw the opportunity to get out of teaching, and I took it. Mm, interesting. It's just so true, isn't it? Yeah, that... I, I, Go on, Sadie. I always felt like a part-time job was just a full-time job for part-time pay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think a key thing there from that kind of anecdote is that expectation to go above and beyond. Um, And Mm. I think actually that's what you're talking about, Maria, about that culture that's being fostered. Actually, there should be an expectation that you're doing exactly the job that you are asked to do Mm. and you're you're doing a good job of it, you're doing it well, and it it shouldn't be expected of everyone that they're going to go above and beyond. If people do, then they do, but it shouldn't be a base level expectation um and yeah I think I think as well it is important to to not kind of praise that overworking which is really easy I think in teaching maybe often more than than other professions I know um kind of speaking to a lot of teachers there there's often this thing about you know bragging being who's the last park or kind of thinking or who's worked hardest for this project who's spent the most time on the displays all this sort of stuff and actually Although it kind of, it has, I suppose, good intentions, it's a bit of chit-chat, mm. whatever. I don't think it, it fosters that healthy mm. work environment. It becomes like a badge of honour, doesn't it? Oh, I was up till yeah. two in the morning doing these papers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And th- that's just not healthy. Yeah. Yeah, completely. And so I think, like you were saying, I think SLT can can make a difference there in, yeah. in kind of trying not to reinforce and encourage that. Yeah. And by doing meaningful things, because I think, you know, we've all worked in schools where they have mental health day or like something similar to that. And it becomes tokenistic, which actually I found was kind of trivializing any struggles I was having with my mental Mm. health. And, you know, it didn't have to be like the stress. It could just be that I was feeling low or I'd had a bad night's sleep or whatever. And then you'd have this mental health day. And I remember at one school, it was a training day that was all about teacher well-being and you weren't allowed to work on it you had to do something other than work so you could uh, one of them was sewing like we made like a giant patchwork type thing together or there was a massive game of football or you could get a massage and I was like I don't want to do these things I want to mark my 
papers and mark my books and I want to spend all day doing that and getting on top of my work because that's actually what's going to help my well-being and then I can go and sew something I actually want to sew or play football with my friends not my colleagues and spend your own time doing things that you want yeah exactly or have a massage in an actual nice massage parlor not a sports (laughs) bowl like it just was so And what I wanted to do was sit and mark and I had to hide from everyone to be able to do that. And it's just, yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's not the kind of um, self-care that that we're looking for when we say that. It needs to be more systemic than that, doesn't it? Mm. Um, shall we shall we have the last anecdote from our mailbag? Yes, I think so. Because this is an interesting one, I think. Um, I didn't realise how much teaching affected my mental health until I stepped off the treadmill. Even summer holidays weren't really a break. They were just a staging post between academic years. It was only when physical health forced a recalibration that I realised how much the stresses and strains of school life dominated my thinking. And even then, it took nearly a year for my mind to catch up with my body and switch off from it. So that's interesting. I mean, I think people maybe who've gone into teaching young and have sort of just you know gradually stuff's built up and they've just Mm. absorbed it and taken it on board maybe they're the ones who are in the position of not even realizing I definitely thought this it was what working life was like because you know I had jobs before I was a teacher but like I worked in theater which is was an absolute joy I worked in a call center which you know wasn't I mean you had people yelling at you (laughs) and stuff but like I finished at 4.30 yeah and sometimes I used to just call home for the last 20 minutes just to kill some time you know didn't really matter as long as you're on a call but um and it kind of so I just thought this is what life yeah. was like was when I was in a career and I happened to start around the same time as my sister started working as GP trainee so as a comparison she was just as stressed and overworked as mm. I was um, my brother works in academia, so he was stressed and overworked. So everyone, and all my best friends are nurses, so they were stressed and overworked. So everyone that I could kind of use to compare myself to was just as stressed and overworked. So I just thought it was normal until I stopped. And then I was like, oh, wait, you're not supposed to want to cry every morning? Yeah, That's, yeah, not, yeah. that's not normal. Yeah. And you're not supposed to be constantly counting down to your next holidays. But you're in yeah. this kind of echo chamber of other people who are just think it's normal that's right and it's not it's just not Mm. it's your own time you're wasting so why not stick the kettle on put your feet up and have a cuppa ah bliss so sadie at the end of each episode we do um a, a star and a wish so your star is a tip or a story you enjoyed from this episode and your wish is something you'd like to be maybe brought into schools to help mental health. So, um, Jodie, what would your star be? I think it's that we can have these conversations and I'm so glad that we can and that I found somewhere where I can talk about it openly and that I have friends that support me. And I really, really, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I wish I had Mm. that, please do find someone, talk to someone because 
it is just such a weight off your shoulders when you start talking to people who have similar feelings. So I guess my star is that there are places you can talk. Indeed. Okay. So Sadie, what would your star be from this episode? Yeah, so I think um, my star from this episode, I'm, I've, I've said it already, but I think I found it really interesting um, how Jodie was saying that um, kind of doctors are, mm. are trained on this kind of thing. And I think since mental health has become kind of a hot topic, I mean, it's always been yeah. a plan, but it's become a hot topic in the last uh, five and five or ten years or so. And I think the idea that we're able to kind of bring that into specific areas and specific professions and really focus on... Um, why a certain profession might mean that you know mental health will be affected and how we can uh, work specifically with that to hopefully make things change so i guess it's yeah uh, really my style would be really kind of being able to hone in um on mental health um when it comes to the teaching profession nice what would your style be marie my style would be for everyone who's suffering from mental health issues if you can take anything from this program take it that you are not alone because we had Absolutely. mailbag we had our own personal experiences you are not on your own that would be my thing that I'd like people to take from this episode yeah which was going to be my wish yeah. my wish was going to be that everybody knew that other people are out there and you will be able to find the support yeah you just have to look for it and listen to your body you know if you're listening to this and you're thinking actually I'm not sleeping Mm. well or actually my digestive system was one of the first things that was a flag for me you know I had really bad stomach ache and I suddenly became lactose intolerant like if you're these things even just a tiny bit stop and reflect and think about whether this is right for you and is there anything you can do to alleviate it my my wish is very simple Um, I wish that Ofsted, when they came in, inspected SLT and just SLT. They could wander around the school Mm. and get a feel for the school, but just SLT. And that the abiding principle of Ofsted would be to make sure SLT is making the teacher's job as easy as possible. Yes. And I think if that paradigm changed, um, that would create a massive change across schools and it wouldn't be that difficult Mm. to do. It wouldn't cost anything. Can I change my wish, actually? Go on. I wish for just mental health is, as Sadie said, being talked about so much more in recent history, but for that to change on a sort of national level and for governments and people in power to actively make mental health important and to prioritise it, not just in teaching, Mm. but in all the Mm, other professions that we've kind of compared it to today. The big one that screams to me is nursing. Just, you know, do something about it. it. It's a massive problem please someone fix yes, it and th- they have the power to do that what do you think Sadie what's your wish I think my wish is that um we maybe from this podcast or maybe just in generally people feel a bit more able to um speak yeah. out if if we start leaning into that culture of bragging about being the last in the yeah. car park or staying up till 2am marking or whatever else you know it doesn't have to be mean but just going yeah, actually, you know, you don't have to do that. And my brag is that I 
stayed at home in the evening yeah. and had a hot chocolate and watched some Downton Abbey, just one of my favourite TV shows. <laughs> oh, nice. Hot TV um, show. Yeah, can we, can we brag about, yeah. Um, about looking after yeah. yourself. The enjoyable things, yeah. yeah, about having a nice time rather than how stressed or how incredibly <laughs> hard we are overworking ourselves. That is oh, hard. yeah, that would be amazing. <sighs> oh, thank it you so be. much, Sadie. Thank you so much. And thank you to our audience for joining us. Um, I'd also like and follow. Indeed. (laughs) I'll see you next time. time. Bye. 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 This podcast is proudly produced by Beyond. Please bear in mind the views and opinions expressed are those of individuals and may not represent those of Beyond or Twinkle.